Welcome to CCRPG, where we open up our virtual table and play games with some good friends. I'm Bob, and I'll be running Lancer, an RPG by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan. You can find it on itch.io. Last time, our pilots were in the midst of the odd territory that is pirate politics. After helping with rescue efforts proceeding from a massive sinkhole, swallowing work crews from White Rabbit and Kingfisher, attempts were made to push their initial investigation forward. A four-way deadlock between the pirate factions leaves none of the groups willing to help unless they have reasonable assurance they won't be attacked opportunistically by the others. They attempted to get both White Rabbit and Kingfisher on side against Smack, but without something more solid to go on, the precarious stalemate remains. Welcome back, pilots. Yay, I'm back. Hello. Good to be back. Yeah. We're still alive. So For far. Now. That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of macabre since, you know, we haven't been playing the game for a while. We just came back to the game. But... It would be interesting if off screen all of you died. <laughs> had to make new characters. It's like, don't worry about that. Let me introduce you to these four new scrubs. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we can know. bring Rock back for one of them. We all just got nuked from orbit. That was the final cause. That was the mission we all forgot about. Actually, you know, <laughs> we I don't want to I don't want to get too grim, but it is good that one of your pilots uh did go off and do something else in case this group does team wipe. We could just, you know, transition uh, focus. Yeah. See, what Rock is <laughs> see what Rock's up to. <laughs> all right. It's all part of the master plan. Oh yeah. That's one way to get towards a new one to get out. Nothing but <laughs> nothing but smart plans in this group. Speaking of smart plans, uh you guys uh you guys are all just got off a phone call with uh, Kingfisher. You know, he got a little bit of info from them, had a little tit for tat. They seemed uh, interesting. Um, that's the word I'll use for it. For sure. Uh, It'll be everyone's favorite character for the rest of, this, of the campaign. Crux Croy. But uh, but yeah, it is uh, it is the few minutes uh, after the call. Uh, you all have talked about you know what you learned from that, what you're going to do about that, uh, and yeah, you are you are all aboard the bridge of the DBC um, where you gathered together for the call originally. <clears throat> all right. Well, he was fun. I mean, yeah, that's he's... one word you could use. He's very uh, <sighs> regimented, military, unlike White Rabbit. I call I mean, it delusions I... of grandeur. <laughs> yeah, I would love, I would I love to say. have them in the same room <laughs> together, honestly. I would not, at least not if I'm in that room as well. well you, I didn't say you have to be there. We, we could record it. All right, in that case, I'll watch from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What do you so, say after we finish this mission here, we join up with them? Any takers? I guess it depends nah, how much uh, you I pay. Mean, unlo not unless you're willing to give up the DBC. Well, why would they give up the DBC? I don't know. That just feels like something these crews would probably request as collateral. But it, it it's warp capable. Why would they get? Why would they use it as collateral? They'd use it for use it as collateral why? against us for joining joining their crew. 
Yeah, that's right. probably right. Are y'all actually talking about joining this crew? No. Yeah, I'm just I'm mostly humoring them. <sighs> All right, anyway. anyway. Whatever happened to... um? This, this is Chuck being clever. Whatever happened to that data spike we did? Did you ever get the results from that? That's not Chuck being clever. <laughs> He's clever. How's clever that? boy. That's Evelyn thinking she's being clever. Chuck being thinking that Evelyn's being clever. Whatever. Let's go on. <laughs> this is getting too meta for my taste. You started it. <laughs> I'm ending it. Chuck, what's behind this fourth wall? Oh no, close the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, um, master of segways. But did Evelyn say that in character, or did Chuck say that? I don't, I don't even know anymore. Um, I don't, let's say that was Evelyn. <laughs> not counting the fourth wall breaking. Well, Bob, do I have the results yet? I did not before, so... Uh, so no, but you can pull them up on your terminal. I imagine you're still at the pilot's seat there. Um, mm -hmm. You can just, you know, call up the database to see what came in. Um, yeah, it, it does look like it has finished compiling the data for you. Um, it, you would just need to review it at this point. All right. Uh, I send it to Evelyn's uh, terminal data pad, whatever, and say, yep, data's done. Go ahead and look through it, Evelyn. I look at it. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's going to be a series of, like, caves and subterranean things. It's probably going to take you a while to look through, man. Okay, well, assuming I have a reasonable amount of time, is there anything of note in the data? OK, uh, we can say that, you know, over the next hour or so, the group in general has time to review the data from the data spikes. Um, as you examine Steve's readings returned from the sensor spikes, the results are both intriguing and confusing. City streets, caverns, buildings and even parks, a city that once was sprawls out beneath the Hylar settlement, the very substructure upon which it was built, in fact. But the confusing part is actually something more. There are areas hidden from the scan. Interference of some sort scrambles the data in three areas, making for nearly unreadable info there. Where, where do those areas are? Are those, um, uh, should I say, like what territories are those areas in? Uh, there uh, is one. Yes, there. I know exactly what you're asking for, and I have that prepared for you. Uh, <laughs> there is one along the border between Smack and White Rabbit. There is one along the border between Smack and Kingfisher, and there is one one under White Rabbit territory. Okay. Sorry, what was the first location again? Between um, Smack and White Rabbit. Okay. Uh, and so, then just for your purposes, um, the way I've been seeing this in my mind is if the city is a pie, uh, uh, White Rabbit has the north slice, Kingfisher has the south slice, Smack has the eastern slice, and uh, Bet Noir has the western slice. Got it. Um, yeah, so so 
these these readings are interesting. Um, uh, this one right here, and he points to the one that's in White Rabbit territory. We could probably investigate that without too much trouble, um, and that might lead us to uh, make some conclusions about what the other two areas. Yeah. Um, um, entail. Bob, would I know any reason why possible causes for interference? Like, could it just be like the materials in the area, or could it be deliberate? Um, yeah, just you know just from knowledge. your general knowledge about like mining and infrastructure and doing underground scanning, um, the there could be natural reactive substances that are giving off their own like particle interference below. Um, but this is a little bit too more organized than that. So you would expect either active scrambling technology is being used or some sort of uh, volatile is being transported that uh, doesn't interact well with the scanning equipment. Okay. Uh, uh, if I haven't said that out loud, I will. Okay, well, yeah, I think I think we should investigate this spot here in White Rabbit territory. Uh, we don't have to hopefully put ourselves in danger just to see what's going on there. Uh, and then, you know, we might be able to get some more information. Right, should we tell good. them that we're doing that? They have a right to know. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's lay low let's take a look for ourselves and we can tell them what we find out later okay whatever you or say if we whatever tell you them say now, maybe maybe they'll send people to us and it could become complicated Basically, I want to keep our cards close until we know what hand we have. Hopefully it's a good hand. Works for me. All right, so what are you doing? Uh, if no one objects, I think we should suit up and, and check out the that spot in uh, White Rabbit territory. Okay. Uh, what are you doing to get down there? Uh, so it's underground, you said. That is right. It is. Um, it seems to be like a substructure under the city. Uh, it is very literally like there was an old city and this new city was built basically on top of it. So, yeah, so that old so city is now kind of like a combination of caverns and sewers where old city streets used to be. So... Uh, I'll pull up the location of where that that spot would correspond on uh, our current map we have, White Rabbit Territory. Um, uh, does this include, like, the map we do have, does that include, like, infrastructure? Yes, uh, just... the map that you were given was given to you by Keith Talonflare, um, yeah. and he basically... It was what the pirate crew is using. So for the White Rabbit territory, at least it has sections marked off by how they would designate them. So like areas are like 
you know, quickly boxed in by like a, a colored box that just is labeled like residential or industrial or um, an area is like, check this place for uh, supplies, you know, like that kind of stuff. It is basically like a salvage plan kind of map. Gotcha. So what is this area here marked as anything? The area that is over top of the area that would correspond with a subterranean zone uh, is a residential area. You know that it is a place that is actively being salvaged right now. Okay. Um, is, oh, actively being salvaged. I could, uh, I could cause maybe some difficulties. Um, would uh, would it be reasonable for like with with the giant hole that is now in that area do we think that it may be possible that some of those now revealed paths could lead to this underground area since it's now you know uh based much off in terms of elevation yeah, based off the scan that steve got for your team uh <clears throat> you would be able to see that um at the sinkhole, there are probably openings that would connect to these underground areas. Yes, uh, you would have to go a little bit out of your way to head to the sinkhole and intentionally like delve down into it like you guys did before. Um, but once down there, you could attempt to see if there are still uncovered openings that would lead out into the rest of the sprawling areas. If you, So if you wanted to avoid going like digging straight down to get to where you were trying to go, you could go to the sinkhole and find your way from there. That seems like one of the better options that we have. I mean, why dig down in an already active area when we could just go underneath if we wanted to avoid them knowing about it, right? Well, I know my mech's a bit smaller than yours, so I'll have an easier time there. But if you also think it's a good idea, then let's do it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I like that idea. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to, you know keep them in the dark uh on everything i just want to see what we have what we're dealing with before we we tell them um we could just say we were exploring we were exploring the this crater for more evidence of who could have caused it and we found the passageway that led to this area oh, you can't explain right anything to me makes sense yeah. And on the bright side, if we do find some good salvage down there, we can just let them know and let them deal with whether or not they want to go about doing getting it. Yep. And we're even more in their good graces, so. Alright, that seems like a good plan. Let's, uh, everyone's ready. Let's suit up and head towards the crater. <sighs> Sounds good. All right. So uh, you all will head out um, as you are going down um, to the uh, kind of hangar to prep your mechs. Um, you do run into um, uh, you do <laughs> you do run into Curry uh, and Jessica on your way out of the ship. Uh, it appears they are doing some sort of survey of the ship. I'll ask them, hey, what are you working on? Uh, Curry will kind of wave and go, oh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just showing Jess around. Uh, she said she wanted to check some things out, uh, do a review of the ship and whatnot. Um, 
and Jessica will step forward and just be like, oh, um, but before, um, you know, when when Curry and RC were having that conversation uh, about updating the ship, um, I don't know. I just I thought it would be useful um, if we could get a, a more complete uh, look at the ship. And, and maybe there's a way we can find a way to still incorporate RC's idea, but maybe adapt it so that it works for the DBC specifically. Um, real quick, remind me what was RC's idea again? RC wanted to override a variety of engineering safeties uh, that are on the ship to give better control of certain subsystems to the systems. Um, the argument was basically that Curry was like, that's dumb. You shouldn't be overriding these that's safeties. Right. They're there for a reason. And RC was like, your systems are outdated. They need to be updated. You hired me to do this. And they couldn't like come together on an agreement about it. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, Asher's like, um, well, that, that, that sounds great. I love, I love the initiative here. Yeah. So we're just about halfway That's through. Uh, you, you guys, uh, you look like you guys are going somewhere. Yeah, we found some interesting readings uh, uh, underground. We're going to check it out and see what we can find. All right. Jessica just nods at all of you. Um, where's RC now? I was going to let him know. Ooh, I mean, I mean, I tried to see if he wanted to come on this little uh, expedition, too, but he said it was uh, not worth his time. So oh, he's the one that wants these systems upgraded, so I don't know where he's coming off saying that. Well, I mean, last I heard, he was up by ops, so he could probably radio into him. All right, I'll do just that. Um, and I'll I'll radio up to ops and say, RC, uh, going on an away mission. Uh, keep the comms open. We're gonna investigate. Uh. The readings we got from the data spike and i'll send him like the relevant data there's like a solid like 30 seconds that pass and you get all right boss i got the data uh yeah i'll stick by comms if you need me all right thank you very much don't get killed we'll do our best if you do get killed can you will me the ship absolutely not Worth a try. <laughs> Fair enough. Astro, why'd you hire him again? Uh, <laughs> we were in a bind after Torse left, and he was just available. Ah, available. He, he, I see. He is, he, is, he is pretty good at his job. Just, you know, some personality issues. So, uh, you get, uh, as you guys are moving, uh, now that, uh, RC is at the ops, uh, table, uh, you get a message sent to your, uh, personal, personal terminal that is a new chess move. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, I will, I will, uh, make my move. All right, you open it up, uh, and you are in check, 
uh, and uh, right now he is beating you like three pieces to one. Okay. What do my anal beads tell me? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I got that joke. I don't know when people will be listening to this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it could be any time in the next like five years from now. So in case you want some uh, learning, there's a controversy right now in the chess community about someone using a wireless sex toy to cheat in chess games. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that part. It was one like of the, the more ridiculous theories that came out of it. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost fine leaving it at that. Moving on. <laughs> well, Astro will try to get himself out of check in response. Okay. Yeah, you respond to your move and you guys can head out. All right. You guys Sorry. head down to the hangar. You are able to mount up in your various uh, mechs. Uh, and as you head out, uh, are you telling anyone anything or are you just kind of heading for the sinkhole? Um, I'll just tell yeah. them we're uh, going to investigate um, and data from the spikes. OK, because um, you will get a you will get a like query from White Rabbit. Like you have been given kind of operational freedom in the area because of the good turns you've done for them. Um, but when you leave the ship in giant war machines, they still send you a message being like, what are you guys doing today? Be <laughs> <laughs> like going to investigate sinkhole. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're not doing anything that they don't already. They haven't already asked us to do. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's more like yeah. uh, file your flight plan, please. Um, but yeah, you get uh, you get you know confirmation back that they've read your message and you're good to go. Um, all right. So you guys head down to the sinkhole. Do you use kind of the same uh, techniques you used last time to get down inside? Uh, yeah, I imagine. I don't. I don't see why not. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh steve you're able to to airlift down comet uh i forget how orion and camera got to the bottom actually uh grapple hooks for me oh right and orion uh ball pretty much i i think i just kind of went down like i don't i don't think it was deep enough that it would actually hurt my mech okay was it so you like cannonballed in I looked for a safe spot. <laughs> Got you. I'm the, sure I, Evelyn helped you on the way down. The least, the least traumatic space to land on for your mech. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, you're able to all get down below. Your mechs are basically no worse for wear, um, but it does take you some time. Uh, you know, Kestrel and Comet, you get down fairly quickly. Uh, Chimera, you just need to rappel down the wall. Orion, you make a landing and have to, like, redo your calibrations to make sure your mech can walk correctly. Um, but it doesn't take that long. Um, but yeah, you guys are in the depths of the sinkhole in the heart of the destruction that you were helping people out with from here. How do you plan on trying to navigate down here or find openings to get to where you're trying to go? Yeah, good question. I mean, Any ideas I just push I push Chimera in front of me and, you know, because I figure she's worked in caves. I mean, I guess. I mean, like, well, one thing obviously to take into consideration is 
making sure that the safe the area is stable enough that we aren't gonna accidentally cause a cave in or something. And maybe that's something that Evelyn is able to look out for, but beyond that, I mean it's kind yeah, of a crapshoot it's kind of a crapshoot of like, you know, we think we're heading in the right direction and it won't be a dead end. That's a that's a good point, Evelyn. Can you can you mark what looks like the uh most stable like passageways we can use? If, you, is, I, if we see any around, uh, I can try, and I assume yeah, that might be a pilot. That might be a pilot check. Area. Would that be a pilot check, Bob? Yeah, yeah. Tell me what you are using. You can either do a straight pilot check, um, but because you are in your mech, you also have access to your mech skills as well. If you want to do a check with like the sensors or something on your mech. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Um. I really don't have any kind of scanning utilities on this mech. I right. mean, I could probably leverage I could probably leverage my mining background to some degree to know what to visually look for, but scanning-wise, I don't think I have anything. Yeah, see, that's kind of the trade-off there is uh, what what uh, you you have some knowledge and that's useful, but um, what way do you have to interact with the world or use that knowledge? I think the best I can do, and I'm not sure if this really answers your question, Bob, would be um, looking for obvious signs of like, you know, that this doesn't look stable or like, I I know the way that this, this cave is, is being held up that it would not be safe because we're not the most graceful people going through caves, something along those lines. Okay. I mean, that would, in in essence, just be like a spot check kind of thing. It would involve exactly. you actively like going out into these areas and just kind of like keeping your head on a swivel as you do it. Yeah. I, I think that's the best I can offer. I think if I had planned ahead, I probably would have gotten some scanning materials, but because it didn't occur to me to just now, I, I very unlikely have them on me. Okay. Um, so right now, what I'm hearing is you have a pilot check that has accuracy because of your background, but I can't tell if you have a trigger that applies here. I do not. Okay. No trigger. All right. So you, this is just you guys kind of like trailblazing in the general direction you think you want to go. And Evelyn is keeping her eyes out for, is there anything here that is tipping me off to danger? Yep. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, on failure, uh, you may not notice things that you would otherwise notice. Fair. So this is a uh, D20 with accuracy. D20 with accuracy. Oh boy, first roll of the, of the, of the session. Oh my God. Ooh, wow. <laughs> you want to tell people what you got? You got? <laughs> no, I don't, but I'll have to because it's a, it's an audio format. Um, I rolled a three, a, yep. a one on the D20. So, and a two on the D6. Yep. Yeah, the D6 wasn't going to help you no matter what, but it also weren't good. Uh, Man, so in, in our campaign we run, I have a I have a character who has halfling luck so I can reroll crits, crit fails. Yeah, you have the cheat Not, skill, I, the, the I skill that allows skill. you to cheat every session. I, uh, I'm like thinking to myself, God, why isn't this our D&D campaign? I can reroll this. Well, it isn't, and I'm glad uh, that it isn't because I get to interact more with you now. Uh, so... Uh, Evelyn, um, you are keeping your eyes out, but it's not that you don't know what you're doing. It's that you don't have any way to signal ahead of yourself like, 
oh, uh, you're used to having scans of the shaft and uh, geographical or not geographical. What's the word I'm looking? Geological, geological surveys. Yeah. You, you don't have geological surveys of the area. Um so you kind of like go through and you're using what knowledge you have and like that second sense you have of like, ah, like this feels bad or this area seems off. And you think on one occasion or another that may have helped you avoid some otherwise sketchy areas to go down. But ultimately, this is a type of structure you're not used to. This isn't a mine. This is like, what if a previous city was used as... <laughs> a support structure to hold up a new city, right? It is it is a type of construction you're unfamiliar with. And in some ways, this is more of a public works project than it is a mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. there are parts of it that are, I wouldn't say alien to you, but are not within your wheelhouse. Um, so as you go through, um, it becomes apparent um, that you are oftentimes to find areas that are large enough um, for your mechs to go down, just taking like direct paths down what seem to be old city streets. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what the sunken city is like. Uh, buildings and streets stretch through the earth, cold and empty and abandoned. Some are crumbled, but in other areas, it is the pristine nature of it that is off. It's like a soundstage, almost. Elaborate structures uh, set the scene around you. Um, when they had no use for this place, they built another on top of it. And the only light down here are the ones on your mechs, kind of shining like spotlights out into the darkness looking for an actor on stage. It is unsettling and <clears throat> quiet, and you're constantly seeing glimpses of places that look like They'd be everyday life, but there is no sky above you. There is no light above you and the streets and buildings are empty. It is off putting. Yeah, this is this is really eerie. Never seen anything like this. Why would a settlement do this? I'll just ask for the group. That's an excellent question. I imagine it depends. I mean. Uh, it's, it's the uh, like, race of the, the growth of progress i mean people needing more space and then people wanting to be closer to the surface and underground maybe these get less attention than the places the up above amount of effort it took to just rebuild from scratch on top of this settlement um instead of repurposing it uh it's it's mind-boggling yeah, well i mean that, that's capitalism the, for you you know, the two well, most common things I can think of is either one, they wanted to hide something, which I mean is always possible, but I think what's more likely is it may have been easier for them to build up, and what was underneath was eventually forgotten for what was new. Yep. I guess so. Actually, Bob, are there any signs of like a power source or anything? Like, cause, I mean, there had to have been some sort of lighting system. Uh, Previously. from your understanding, they probably had uh, power lines and circuit stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. public infrastructure going through like the, the roads and the streets and stuff. Um, so it would probably be under your feet if it still exists. It would make life a lot easier if we could turn on some lights. Uh, Assuming that the uh, power lines are still connected down here to an actual power source. 
actually, are there any signs of like have has White Rabbit gone down here yet? Oh, gods, no. So, I I, I don't think it's worth spending time on, but I, I highly suspect they're probably the power lines are probably intact, and we could do that if we wanted to. Just a um, hunch. I don't know if lighting up this whole underground city's a good idea. Someone's bound to take notice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it may not be worth it. Well, we can have a rave, have a rave down here. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what's the cause of this interference first. When we were coming into this planet, uh, are there like oceans here or something? There are. Like, are there are there any nearby? No, this is fairly inland. Okay. It just still seems odd to build up like this to me. It's hard to say. And do we do we have any idea about when the like the like relative like like we could have seen like the top like what the new and what the what the currently in looks like in comparison do we can we tell like relatively how long ago it was since like the new startup was being built that feels like way too way too uh way too offhand to just know uh yes yeah. so you know that construction nowadays is fairly rapid if a major corporation decides to build a city on a planet they can build a city the size of um uh, what was the city you guys found abandoned i'm forgetting the name of it um at the beginning of the uh time skip uh before yeah before the before the time skip remember you helped save like the, you helped oh, them get the away city. from the corp um yeah I know, remember I that remember city either. that was basically like an old older city that you know people were basically serving yeah. the corp yeah. doing the mining of the precious material right i do not you don't <laughs> not yeah, steve, yeah, steve, steve doesn't, you get a pass, steve doesn't know um but in general for the setting a city of that size that comes equipped fully with districts and government buildings and reactors and things like that that can be built from bare ground to a fully functional city within two years Gosh. okay so very fast like still like not um not like overnight fast but in two years they can make a city the size of like a small american city nowadays right just just imagine how fast a single building must be it has to be well a lot of things are like so modular that they would actually land almost an entire pre-built building on the planet and then you know you know what i mean it's almost like yeah yeah getting the foundation down would be right huge a lot of it would be like building foundations and then establishing a bunch of modular pre-built buildings into the foundations you would build on planet now I'm just imagining like an apartment building factory, which literally just mass produces and would be sent out the planets. Those exist. <laughs> there are entire planets that's like industry is pre-made goods and structures and things like that. You will you will find factories more near the core that are like they build buildings wholesale, like entire buildings and systems. Like they can ship an entire reactor to a planet. And basically land it there. 
Actually, that's how power plants work now that I think about it, because they basically build the parts in factories and, and ship them out. But yes, so based off of your knowledge, Orion, um, the city above, you know, is more than two years old, but they could go from this city being underneath to building a new city on top of it in a couple of years with modern technology. So you don't know how old this older city is. Okay. That's about more than I expected to know, but mm -hmm. I had to ask. But that's, yeah, that's just established knowledge that normal people in this setting would know about. That sitting, like cities sponsored by corpse can be built very quickly. So it's hard to know unless you have data from this city that you're in right now saying about what time period it's from. All right. So where where are we on a map? How close are we to the um, area of interference? You know, you're you're several several city blocks away. You know what I mean? You're going down like a, a large, you know, central street. Um, yeah. Things do are complicated by the fact that like various support pillars sometimes will block the way entirely. Uh, Chimera is trying to find you guys ways around certain things. Um, and this actually brings me to an obstacle. You've kind of taken the most direct path you could find that didn't look immediately dangerous to Chimera. But now you realize the reason that this pathway was so well secured is because by the time you get to the end of it, there's no longer a way forward. The entire area in front of you is now pre-constructed support pillars for the way above. Um, you would somehow need to go through those support pillars, possibly weakening what's above you or find a way around. Hmm. Could we just, Drill. I don't want to cause another cave-in here. Maybe we, we should just try a different way. Could we just dig around the support pillar, or do you think that would also impact the um, stability? What do you mean, dig around it? Well, I mean, I I assume the pillar is not like a solid wall. I mean, maybe like there may be buildings or rock between the pillars, but I mean, it's not like a yeah, solid wall. Yeah, what does that pillars. look like? So we're on like an underground street. Yeah, imagine you're on a city street. There are empty yeah. buildings rising up to either side of you. Beyond those buildings are cave and cavern walls that have kind of like filled in the area around you. And far above you is what appears to be maybe some sort of false ceiling that is like some sort of base or substructure underneath the city above. It's possible that above you is um, like logistic things like uh, sewers yeah. or wiring and things like that. But from beneath, it looks like you know, kind of structural material in front of you going entirely across the path that you're on is a wall of support. It is like, imagine, imagine instead of a support beam, it is like a curtain wall that is supporting whatever is above you. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, it, um, digging around it, uh, like, because I assume on our sides, we have the buildings uh, in front of us. We have this big support wall. Right. Um, and below us, the street. Yes. And above us, the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So digging around it, we could try digging under it. I don't, my mech isn't rated for digging through concrete. Um, I mean, and one, of us, may... one of us has a giant ass drill. Just saying. <laughs> What's that? If if you can dig through it, I don't think us putting a hole in a support wall is going to do a whole lot to it. 
but that's just me. I would rather dig around it, or because like I, it's probably some more solid stuff that would take longer to drill through than rock. Mm. But that, yeah, the option is definitely there. Uh, rock, rock offers different challenges than a support wall. True. Uh, Both are I'm on willing, the table, I'm, but I'm just saying they are different things. I'm willing to give the support wall a crack. Um, is is it is there any obvious indication how thick the um the wall would be? I don't like what you just said. I'm willing to give the support <laughs> wall a crack. <laughs> uh, it, it, one other question, real quick is is this this um area we're heading to isn't near the bunker we were at at any point, is it? Uh, no, it is more north in the um, in the White Rabbit district than the bunker was. The bunker that you guys explored was on the southern end of their territory. Okay, okay, just making sure. <clears throat> well, well, if you th think you can drill through it, um, Evelyn, you could give it a try, but if if uh it seems like you are uh like damaging the integrity of the support at any point i think we should stop and try to find another way when astro Fair. says that i just think of the giant crater that was made and how the rest of the the plate is still up <laughs> yeah i guess um bob is there any indication how thick the wall is uh, you tell me. Um, right now you see a wall in front of you. How would you determine the thickness or the material you're working with? Well, with, with regards to thickness, I, I suspect we may have walked past a similar wall at some point, and I could sort of eyeball that based on that. Um, hmm. Would you have walked past a similar wall? It is I mean, possible, I, depending on the path you took. I'm going to roll dumb luck real quick. Because, I mean, I assume they're on the outskirts of the city, and we had to enter the city, so there might have been one on the, w on the way in. Yeah, I would say you saw a similar uh, wall uh, as you approached here. Uh, from your... From your understanding, could be maybe about 20, 30 foot thick. Okay. Uh, make... Um I don't have a confident way of saying other than saying like, oh, this is a material I've worked with before because of mech man management or something. But beyond that, I got nothing. Uh, so here's a question, Bob. Would the would general the general construction materials been have been in in that in those massive amount of data files that we collected? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the random files you found? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Um, yeah, I had to ask because because the files you got were very specifically not very useful mass amounts of data. I yeah. don't think the data there had information on the old city that was beneath. Unfortunately, I had to ask. Yeah, those. no, good. Good call, though. But yeah, I had to think about it. I was like, no, I don't even know if everyone who lived here knew about the city underneath. So it wouldn't be in their records. <laughs> I think I'd like to at least do a test drill if that makes any sense like go in a few feet see how difficult it is like obviously not go all in but i imagine like a foot or two a few feet into the wall is not gonna a knock on wood uh not gonna a one foot hole is not gonna impact the integrity of the support 
being blown. Asher there. looks around everywhere. There's no wood anywhere to knock on. <laughs> little, do, little do you know my console has a wood panel because I like to be stylish. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just keep a wood block look. in your cockpit for for the uh, times where you need to knock on wood. Honestly, I'm I'm making a can right now. I have a lucky block of wood, so like whenever I make the knock on wood analogy, I can knock on it. That's now a thing in my console. <laughs> That's something Evelyn always does after those crit fails. It's <laughs> something I'm going to be doing now. Now, is that something you do because you're very superstitious, or just because? Uh, you're being clever. It's something Evelyn brought from her from the mining. From I was going to say, uh, miners, uh, you know, and workers can be very superstitious yeah, about stuff say, like that. that. I was yeah. like, that's how I was trying to word it. Yeah, like, I could definitely see that being the case. No, I'm just starting to think Chuck is some sort of Q entity for this world and <laughs> just breaks the fourth wall whenever he wants. <laughs> how many how many games have you played with me? Too many. I mean, none that survived to the fourth wall. Yeah. Evelyn's going to summon a mariachi band. Nice. What? That's something Q would do. Oh. I I got it, Todd, and that's enough. They're they're the Star Trek people here, Chuck. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't watch Star Trek. (laughs) uh, So, Chimera, what do you do? Yeah, I'm going to do a... um, I'm going to see how hard it is to drill for this. Not with the intent on getting the way through, but the seeing the difficulty and the impact to the beam when it's attempted. Okay, what is it? You're going to use your actual drill on your mech then, right? Why else do I have it? Yeah, go ahead and roll that so I can see what it looks like when you roll it. Oh god, I actually have to pull up the character sheet for that. Um, hang on. This person's smarter than me. I just want to see like how, out. I want to see how strong it is and what kind of stuff it does extra. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it has a bunch of extra stuff, but I guess just a basic dice roll would be. Um, here we go. Eleven. Okay, and, it's a heavy uh, overkill yeah, weapon. I could, I, could, I could fail the damage attack. Of course, I did. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to see what it does in general. So it's a, a yeah. heavy overkill giant combat drill. Um, it does like a bunch of kinetic damage, a little bit of bunch energy of damage. Energy, yeah. Okay, yeah, that would be quite effective against this wall. That that is you you find using that drill that you can pretty easily like get into it a bit. Cool. And how far did I get into it? What you what you wanted to? Okay, I got a few feet in. And how does the um? How does the wall react to that? Does it like begin to creak? Is there any sign of like... You drilled a hole that's a couple of feet deep into a wall that's miles long. <laughs> okay, fuck this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep drilling. Okay. The wall said, how but- dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, the Man, wall is ma'am. huge, right? It yeah. is It is individually thicker than each of your mechs, right? Like it is, it is gigantic. Okay, um, yeah, I'm going to keep drilling, but like cautiously drill if that makes any sense to make sure that like nothing bad's happening while I'm doing it. Like okay. drilling in intervals. Yeah, yeah, actually okay. that, that's a good way of putting it. So uh, you're going to go ahead and drill through the wall. Are you making it like large enough for your mechs to fit through? Ideally, yeah. Okay, that's going to take a lot more time is the thing. Sure. Okay, um, because like I said, it's like 20 to 30 foot thick. 
So you got a couple of feet in. You need to get way deeper than that. And not just that. You need to make it large and wide enough that like Orion's mech can fit through it. Right. Which is a uh, which it, is a bulky boy. We yeah, it's a good thing we have two small much, mechs here. Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Uh, can I just while uh, she's drilling there, can I just like fly around just make sure there isn't like a door or yeah. some sort of tunnel that someone made? Around? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can uh, recon the area a little bit. What a uh, like are is there something specific you're looking for in terms of like because there's there's a bunch of things around here. Um, is there something specific you're looking for or else i'm just going to give you mostly just a way through the wall okay. but i mean i'd probably you know look at other things too okay. i guess it looks like there are ways that you could snake around uh in terms of ways through the wall you know from having passed a wall earlier in this trip that there are gaps in it in certain areas to get through um, but you're not sure how far away the closest one of those are um you look around and there are caves and caverns that go off in different directions this was a city that included back streets and side streets and um you know like overpasses and tunnels and things like that so there are like pieces of infrastructure that go in different directions but some of them are much smaller some of them look a little bit more rickety um there are alternate paths but it depends on you you a lot of the alternate paths would be you taking a chance that they would head where you wanted them to go okay so i don't nothing stands out nothing stands out as like i know this would directly get us through the wall in front of me Okay. But there are alternates in case you want to change tact. All right. Are the mm. other two of you waiting while uh, Chimera digs out this hole? While this is happening, can I have Caster um, basically construct a map of like the path that we have taken so we have a general idea of how to how we got through here? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Caster will reconstruct uh, based off of your like telemetry data and where you entered. Um, did you like load the scan uh, that Kestrel did into all of your mechs, I assume? Like, I, I, I assume that's that's what we did. OK. Um, Caster is able to basically map out on the uh, scans that Kestrel gave you uh, what direction you went. Um so, yeah, you you would be able to reconstruct a fairly accurate like. What you have is kind of a line on some scans that show you kind of went this direction that made a laugh that made a right, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and whenever uh, Kestrel gets back, I'd ask him for the data on what he'd found so we can add that to the map as a just in case. Yeah, sure. I, I doubt it's much, but sure. Well, I mean, we don't know what's down here. So any data on relative positions could be potentially of use if we need to make a quick escape. Mm hmm. All right. So, uh, well, yeah, yeah. And while while um, Evelyn is, is drilling while Chimera is drilling, rather, um, uh, Asher's just going to wait, but he's going to casually look around this little city block he's on, right? Are there any, any things like street signs or, um, uh, I don't know, just anything that uh, could uh, 
add a little flavor or tell us where we are right now. Oh, yeah. You're uh, just north of Orem Boulevard. Okay. That is the last street sign you saw. Are these buildings like uh, office buildings? Uh, uh, you like you feel apartments? like you're pretty downtown in terms of, okay. like, location. And are they very, like, just very boring, drab, like, sort of business buildings? Or do you see, like, any storefronts, restaurant fronts, something um, like that? They are, what's the word? They're almost de-identified to a point. Um, you know how when, like, uh, a building used to be, like, uh, a borders or something like that. Yeah. But then yeah, they go out of business <laughs> and they have to like take off all their signage and stuff like that. There are, there are storefronts that look like they might be the size of like, I could see that being a corner store or that kind of looks like it could be a restaurant, but everything here is de-identified in a way that it's like every, like almost like, what if everything went out of business and they just cleared out all the areas? You know what I mean? Sure. Nothing has signage on it. Um, nothing even has like, you know, colorful patios with like hanging. Um, what are those things that go over a patio? You know, oh, awnings, awnings, like nothing has colorful awnings outside that would make you go, oh, that's a restaurant or something. You know what I mean? But it's all based off of size. It is is weirdly anonymized down here. Okay, that that yeah, that's interesting. I was wondering if like it would be like if there's anything to identify these buildings and it's just in disrepair or if they've kind of stripped it down and it sounds like it's it's the latter. That is correct. Um, yep. Okay. That's all. So, uh Asher will just continue waiting. All right. Over time, Evelyn, you are able to create a sizable hole through the wall that Kestrel and Comet could fit through quite cleanly, and Orion would be able to squeeze through. Sweet. Evelyn's kind of puts down the drill and kind of like smiles broadly at her work. Um, broadly at her work. Proudly. Ugh. Mech steaming a little bit because you're... <laughs> Your combat drills an overkill, so I imagine every yeah, once in a yeah. while it starts to overheat and you have to take a break. <laughs> of course, of course, yes. We still can't stop imagining Evelyn out outside of her mech trying to drill a hole with a tiny hand drill. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out there with an auger, <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly do it. Yeah. Three years later, done. I've got my hammer, hammer and chisel. <laughs> All right, you guys have uh, successfully burrowed through the wall. What do you do? Is there right, anything uh, on the other side of the wall? I just realized. More city streets. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, is a continuation of the street you were on. It would suck if it was this, it was this rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they built it up against a solid wall. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> guys, I cleared away the wall. I found more <laughs> wall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, get driven, dr uh, drilling there, Evelyn. I yeah, seem right. to have drilled into some sort of bank vault. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only I mean, thing here is soup. <laughs> Why are you? Where are you? I'm at the soup <laughs> store. <laughs> I'm at soup. <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, all right. So you guys are able to clamor 
I think is the appropriate verb uh, through the hole that Chimera has made for you. Uh, And as you clear to the other side, uh, you will note you are much closer uh, to the where you had a prior uh, located the disruption. All right. Uh, So let's let's uh, look at the uh, let's map out a route on these city streets uh, and, and get as close as we can. Okay. Uh, as you move forward, uh, it is obvious that um, the area you're heading is a little bit more reclaimed by rock and gravel. You are still on city streets, um, but to one side, you can see where it's very obviously like solid cavern wall kind of to your left as you continue north. Um the uh, road you're on eventually ends in almost like a, a T section. It's almost like an area where the steady structure of the kind of grid city is starting to break down into slightly more open areas. Um, the streets are a little bit wider. There are some like single buildings. It's kind of like, you know, how towards the edge of some cities or sometimes where a city starts to meet like less regular shapes like a park or something like that the areas around it are a little bit more spread out or have more interesting architecture around them um because it no longer fits neatly into the grid um and that is kind of what you have encountered you you get to the end the street does end at kind of like a t-section and you look around rows of buildings behind you one or two high rises in front of you down the road past the area ahead um you can see where you know more grid-like areas kind of uh wedge up um you know ahead and to your left you can see an area where um it almost looks like uh what used to be a canal or some sort of water uh sewer e area kind of like flu paths like maybe it's like a, a river or a stream that used to come through some like city area to the to like the forward and to the left of you um but you have tracked you know, basically the disturbance to the source. This is where you discovered the the disturbance previously. Okay. Um, Asher's also, like, side note, you gotta start saying stone instead of rock. Oh. R-O-C-K. me every time. Actually, I really, I feel kind of silly not asking this until now. How large is the disturbance supposed to be? Um, it is, it is that, so the thing is the disturbance equals area that did not show up cleanly on the scan. So it tapers right at the center of the disturbance. It's like, (laughs) I can't see shit. Right. Uh, and then as it like goes out, that disturbance is lessened, you have passed the borders of that disturbance, right? So where you are standing right... Oh, that's the thing I want to talk... As you kind of are approaching towards the edge of the disturbance, uh, you get a call. Uh, All four of you come in from your operator, and you can hear RC on the other end saying, Hey, uh, I don't know where uh, all of you are headed, um, but... It is now hard to track you. Um, your signals are not coming in clearly. Move faster. All right. Well, yeah, that, that makes <laughs> sense. We're entering the area of the interference right now. So you may lose you may lose us for a little bit until we find out what's causing it and uh, if we can disable it somehow. 
So just keep the line open. Okay, uh, I I, we'll I got know. most of that, and you can tell hearing him, some of his stuff is coming through slightly garbled or staticky as well. He says, I'm going to continue monitoring where you are, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> and, like, some of his speech is even, like, hard to hear coming through. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we know we're headed in the right place. Right. Uh, can- I'm gonna what? do. Uh, oh, go ahead, Evelyn. Uh, I was just gonna ask. So, how 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 large are the boundaries of the uh, interference then? Just to kind of wrap wrap up that line of questioning. I don't know distance, so I'm going to say a few city blocks are within Perfect. the scope of this disturbance. That's I don't exactly know how many. Knows. I don't know how many feet and or miles that is, but <laughs> that's how I understand it. Oh, I wasn't sure. Like a mile from one edge to the other. Or Could something? be. Yeah, something like that. If that's way larger than I think it is, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, one downtown Pittsburgh block, one mile, right? <laughs> Man, I can I mean, walk way farther than I thought I could. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you're right. Um, I sorry, know Tom, I'm you right. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, sorry, Todd. Oh, uh, d- all good. So, I, yeah, I was just gonna say, um, as we as we move on, can I just do some scans with my neck? Yes. Um, uh, some, something comes back immediately that is odd to you. As you enter the area and start doing scans internal to it, everything outside the zone is hard to detect. Okay. It is almost being in like, it's probably not a one-to-one comparison, but it's kind of like being in a weird like Faraday cage almost. Like you can't detect any, like once you've passed the border of it, you stop receiving signals from outside, but you can detect something that's like 10 feet away from you further in once you're past the outside of it. Yeah. So I could do run like scans and, and perfectly be able to detect things inside this area, but but not outside. Mm, I I would not say perfectly. It is just the area outside of this is more garbled than you expected it to be. There's still some sort of disturbance in here. There's something causing some sort of local disturbance. Um, But I would say your features of your mech act semi-normally in here, as long as you're targeting another area within here. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, all right, let's let's keep moving on. Let's try to get to like the epicenter of this uh, interference, and then we can start investigating in more detail. Okay. Uh, um, as you yes, please. One one question is: Is this area like the others where there's like no light, no seeming power source, no nothing? That is correct. Uh, there is none of the powers on. Uh, it is dark. The like it is literally spotlights from your mech and kind of uh, light boosted visuals on your readout screens that is allowing you to read what is around you at all. OK, uh, so while we're walking towards the epicenter, can I have Caster specifically try to focus on trying to detect like any nearby power sources that seem to be on as we move towards the epicenter. Okay. Um, Since both of you are kind of starting these processes at the same time, I will say both uh, you and Comet kind of detect something similar at the same time as each other. 
There is some powerful power source ahead of you. Cool. Shall we head to that area, guys? Yeah, I think that may be our culprit. Seems likely. Well, we have a drill just in case, right? Looks back <laughs> at Evelyn's mech. <laughs> my, my, uh, you have my drill. <laughs> and my axe. No, wait. <laughs> I have the axe, too. What are you talking about? <laughs> and my simulacrum. <laughs> All right. We start I mean, moving towards my the... horror OS system upgrade Mark II. <laughs> Doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. I have gun. <laughs> I have a gun. All right. Yeah, let's uh let's approach that area. Okay. Uh as you start approaching the area, uh how close are you going to get to it? Are you just going to walk straight to it? Are you like keeping your distance to get within the like, scanning range? Like I don't like you see yeah. a giant power source. I need to know are you like just walking straight towards there without Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, tell me your approach. I, so Astro's going to walk straight towards it until until he sees. So this is a reading right now. We don't have anything visual. You right? don't have a visual on whatever the object so, is. He, yeah, he's basically just walking, beelining it as much as he can uh, until he gets a visual on something unusual. Like if there's like a like a weird giant reactor um, there or like a. Uh, like a boss mech uh, <laughs> hibernating. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it, is a, it is a video game. You'll know that the battle has started when you get close enough that the health bar appears on the bottom of your screen. Yeah. I'll just keep an eye out for that health bar. One of the <laughs> or, or, or when we get one of the break. buildings nearby just stands up, and it's like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Look so at Ryan he, suplex it. But he'll walk until if he if he sees a visual of something unusual uh he'll stop if not he's just gonna walk right to it the location of the reading okay so uh you get that like toward like this is the area you're approaching so it's the area i described before that's more towards the center of the uh, of the disruption uh as you're kind of finally leaving the long road that headed straight that got you here um there's like the the layout of the city changes such that it's a little bit more sporadic. Buildings are a little bit more here and there. Um, you do know that as you get closer, though, the thing you're looking for is just partially blocked, um, like out of sight. Like the, the problem is you can't see it from where you are. But by the time you turn a corner to see what the thing is, you'll be close to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. you'll be by the time you can see it, you'll be within 100 feet of it because you have to turn a corner to get to it. Gotcha. Uh, OK, so right before I turn like you're going down a long straight street, yeah. but at the end of that street is a T section, right? You're going to have to turn and then turn again. So you're like making a right, then making a left. So like the thing you're trying to get to is basically blocked by buildings at the end of the road you're on. Right. So, so, so once, once I, once I finally do see it, I'm going to be like right there. Once you do finally see it, you're going to be within a hundred feet of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, before Astra rounds the corner, Orion would like to volunteer to be the first one around the corner in case there's something there 
Orion can take a few more hits than Astro, just in case. What about this? Uh, before you do that, Orion, um, the before we like turn the corner to see what there is to see, can I put my simulacrum uh, in that area? Is it within uh, 50 feet, do I think? You will not be... Uh, <laughs> the corner is 40 feet from it. So if you could like walk directly up to the corner and back your back against it, you could technically be out of sight of it and then do your simulacra of it, but you'll still, you know what I mean? You'll be very close to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. At that point, I I don't know. Um, All right. uh, Ryan, if you want to, if you want to scout ahead, I'll, I'll go around the corner cautiously. Weapon raise just in case. All right, so where Jeremy, are the rest like of you? Just your character in D&D, scouting ahead. <laughs> where are the rest of you while Orion is scouting ahead to try and get a visual on whatever is causing this disturbance? I'm probably behind Orion. All right, so you're going to be... Yeah, just flying right above and behind, waiting. Wait, you can ready just fly to go over in. the building. Hmm? You can just fly over the building and see what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so Orion, you're approaching the corner. Kestrel, you're above and behind Orion. Uh, Astro's just going to hang back with uh, Evelyn. Chimera, you're a little bit further behind, and Comet is kind of like hanging out with you. All right. Uh, Orion, as you approach the corner, going to round it, um, you are able to kind of like step out beyond the corner. And what is in front of you looks like it looks like the the core of some larger machine almost. You say a large cylindrical structure. Um, in terms of size, it is like 20 foot by 20 foot across. It's like a 20 foot diameter um, cylinder that's like 50 foot tall, right? It is this giant thing. Um, the top and bottom of the object are metal, but there's a band going around the middle that is some sort of reinforced class. And looking into the middle of it, you can see something glowing at the very center of this very large cylindrical object. From a glance, can I tell if this thing looks like it would fit in with the buildings time-wise, like old, or does it look new? It looks very new. And Orion... And the rest of you, by the way, as uh, Orion is gazing at this and you all kind of have uh, moved in to check what's going on. All of a sudden. Five readings appear in the building surrounding you. Hi, guys. (laughs) Uh Oh. As. Whoa. Oh, no. A battle map. Five mechs burst out of the walls in the building surrounding you onto the street. Hey, friends. What up? All right. Well, uh, this is going to be the start of battle. They have caught you by surprise, but you will still get to act first here um, because they use their surprise to burst through the walls to get to you. Kool-Aid man. Like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. If it was the Kool-Aid man, we would never win. I'm sorry. 
he does have some uh things that are a little op i've looked at his stat block before he's uh <laughs> the kool-aid man <laughs> yeah he's like a tier feel- three enemy <laughs> still made a glass yeah you'd be surprised How there is, is some sort of weird uh there's some weird thing in his stat block about whether or not the juice is his body or the glass is his body that i didn't have time to parse <laughs> the glass is made out of some like super composite like bulletproof glass it's like really hard it's like the gingerbread man in a gingerbread house who has an existential crisis because he doesn't know if the house is made out of flesh or if it yeah. is made out of house. <laughs> yeah, oh <my> God. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, it's really terrifying. God. All right. Well, Alrighty. now we are going to initiate combat. Uh, pilots, you will get the first go at this here who of you is uh quick of mind and response enough to be kind of the first one out of the paddock here i i was already rounding the corner weapons race so probably me seems that likely makes sense to me no problem with that and as we get started here uh just um uh comment can you get your starting stats in the combat log please oh yeah i'm sorry about that will do Starting the combat log was not a hollow threat this episode. (laughs) Interesting. All right, Orion, what are you doing? Uh, As they break out of the walls, by the way, um, you immediately read that these all have smack transponder signals. Who could have thought? What a twist! It was the people you thought it was, which is kind of a twist. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that there isn't a twist is the twist. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's Reverse just what it is. Reverse yeah. dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Orion is probably more fixated on the people in front of him because that's the direction he was heading. Uh huh. Uh, so I am going to. Let's see here. It has been a while. All right, I am going to do a barrage on Berserkers at A. Yes, Berserker A. Yeah. All right, so we are going to start off with the uh, heavy pattern laser rifle and take a pot shot. Uh, Hold on, let me check distance here before I do anything. Uh, I need to move forward first. Okay, now I can take a pot shot at him. Okay. So out of the building that is right there next to kind of like this central reactor sort of mobile device that you found, out of the building, one of the berserker-style mechs that is large and bipedal has just a giant kind of claw that has fire radiating off of it on one arm and seems to have like a a fiery chain axe on it. Uh, And then uh, another thing that you guys have fought before... Um, that is uh, called a smack wall. That is what you are aware is kind of a defensive net kind of uh, linked um, mech that has uh, that has things that can kind of bolster uh, surrounding enemies. So these uh, the berserker is kind of new to you, but uh, all of you except Steve have encountered smack walls before. 
Chimera sees the Berserker with fire on its arm. Yep, I'm out, guys. Starts yep. drilling holes through yep. the wall and leaves. Does <laughs> he eat out here? <laughs> All right. I'm going to just start. I'm going to see Berserker A, um, like, burst through the wall. And since I already have my weapon raised, just start firing at it immediately. This is the first thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to go. Uh, ooh, 22. I crit. 22 will hit. Nice. Uh, so, nice. uh, first thing, I am going to add plus three heat to the combat log. And then I'm going to re-roll my dice to see if I roll higher. <clears throat> uh, let's see. It is, the damage is a 2d6. 2d6 for the energy I did. All right, so it will be 10 energy damage and 3 burn. Okay, 10 energy damage and 3 burn. What you will notice is that your attack uh, is the heavy power in laser rifle is not armor piercing, right? No, it's not. Uh, so so two things. First, it is armored. It is, it is a well-armored machine of close-range death. Uh, you can tell immediately from it. But secondly... It has some sort of stampede defense system. Uh, you as like a master of arms and armor uh, are kind of able to notice it. Something about its movements, it kind of like dives through the attack as you send it at it. Uh, unless the berserker is impaired, stunned, immobilized, shredded, slowed, or exposed, it has resistance to all damage. Okay, so... <clears throat> all right... Uh, so how much damage does that end up actually taking? Uh, so it'll apply the armor first. So it'll take one off of there. Uh, so now uh, so to nine, and then it takes half of that. So five. Okay. And then it takes three three additional bit damage for burn. Mm -hmm. And then and three then damage for burn. The, yeah. And then it can roll the burn later. All right. Uh... Well, now it's on fire, so I'm going to take another shot at it with my soul pattern laser rifle as part of the barrage. Gotcha. Uh, 11. All right, 11 uh, will hit. Cool. It takes uh, six energy damage, so six minus one. Uh, so three. five, so half of Two five. Half. Is, yeah, so three damage. And then one additional burn. Okay, and then one burn. And I will add one more heat. Uh, oop, I typed plus one health, <laughs> plus three health instead of plus three heat. Oops, <laughs> I'll fix that. Uh, um, <coughs> and I think that's all I can do. It is heavily damaged uh you have to even through its heavily armored and like defensive focused maneuvering you have like shot holes directly through its like carapace it is it is quite screwed up um there are I'm bits sorry, of it that the are, wall or the berserker the berserker uh okay. there are parts of it that are holding on by a thread cool it may not and we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens during its turn all right. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what? It has another thing. Uh, it, it looks like it gets pissed off and loses control for a second, but there is nothing adjacent to it, so nothing happens. You just know that you know, something happens when it takes damage. You're not sure what. 
we're we're gonna follow this up. Uh, Dine's just like Dine's just like okay, let's try and finish this thing off. I'm gonna overcharge. Um, get plus oh. one heat. That puts me in the danger zone. No, not 10 out of 10 heat. No. And then I'm going to fire on it with my assault rifle, and we're going to see how well this goes. Okay. Uh, four. A four so it takes mess. two. Okay. So one, actually. Yeah, the reliable two will still mean that one of it is defended. Uh, so it'll take one damage. Yep. Because of the armor. I was trying to see if I could hit so I could get that extra 1d6 damage on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because <laughs> that would have finished it off, probably. It would be very right. close. <laughs> you would have to roll high on it, though, because of both the resistance and the armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is, though. All right. Um, that's all I can do. All right. That's pretty good. To their side, you'll never guess who's going to take their turn now. Oh, it it wouldn't happen to be wall A over there on the left, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Um, so uh, Berserker A is going to activate. Um, and then. Uh, it is going to activate its avalanche charge, uh, which will cause it to move its speed in a straight line, ignoring reactions and engagement. Uh, and then. When it ends its move, it'll attack what's adjacent to it. Cool. Hi. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it is going to attack you with its flaming chain axe as it revs up and tries to pull it down on top of you. It fails horribly. <laughs> um, you are you are defensive enough and steady enough while it is like uh, thrown off balance from your attacks um, that it gets close to you, but you're able to stay a step ahead of it. It cannot get the chain axe on top of you from its avalanche charge. Um, but that was its first quick action. Uh, it gets to do that again just as a normal attack, not as part of avalanche charge. As its other quick... Uh, 14 versus evasion. Uh, let's see. Is 14 greater than 7? I believe so. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta check my calculator. Uh, it does not appear that the flames have done anything additional here for you uh, on, on this roll, uh, but it has done 7 kinetic damage. Okay, so I take 6. Because armor. Right. Uh, that takes me down a little bit. And then at the end of its turn, two things trigger. Uh, firstly, uh, something that all of you may find disturbing. Uh, in the parts of the mech uh, that are damaged and blown up and barely hanging on by a thread, an odd black goo starts pulling itself through the holes inflicted in the berserker, almost knitting itself like spider webs as it fills in with some sort of ferrous liquid. Uh, it regains one fourth of its total HP. Okay. Nice. 
Uh, and uh, now it has to roll its burn damage. That's an engineering check, correct? Yep, yep. All right. Luckily, that's bad for it. Uh, it needs a clear 10 for this. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's just a pass fail. Even with a minus it one, it, it clears it. So no additional burn. It is able to uh, get rid of the burn on it. Cool. Um, all of you would immediately notice that that is an exotic system. Um, you would not expect uh, like pilots for a pirate <laughs> organization to have access to that kind of tech. Yeah. All right, back to your side. Uh, do you mind if I go, or do you... you? What I'm going to be doing is more defensive, so it might help you out. Yeah, I, I go don't ahead. Know. If like, you're cool with them coming to you. I'm kind of okay with that, because like okay. I could do a thing, but unfortunately they're like two, squ two squares too far away, so I'm fine with waiting a turn. Okay. Um... Yeah, and I have a feeling they're going to be going for you anyways. These guys don't look like they can fly or hover or anything, right? Uh, the ones you see around you do not look like flyers. Okay. Well, we stay away from those. Um, I mean, they wouldn't burst through a building if they could just fly around it, I guess. So I am going to activate my oasis wall. Um, I can only move in a straight lines, but I'll create a holographic trail behind me as I move. Ooh, very nice. So I'm going nice. to... Yeah, I'm going to move uh, eight hexes here. I don't know if you can see how I'm moving here now. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so just draw a line here, I guess. So it's like that. Okay. okay. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. so this barrier grants hardcover to adjacent characters. The characters that benefit from this cover also gain resistance to energy. So as long as you are adjacent to this, you two, you get hardcover and resistance to energy. Nice. Um, cool. It does not count as an obstruction. It has immunity to all damage. Characters may freely pass through it, but not end their turns inside of it. So a character that would be involuntary moved inside the barrier stops moving if they would end their movement there. It lasts for the rest of the scene or until I use this system again. Okay, so ultimately it's hard cover and resistance to energy damage for things basically fired through it. Uh, it, it doesn't say anything about fired through it. It just says if you are adjacent, you have hard cover and resistance. Gotcha. So, so I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what you're using the barrier yeah. for, it seems like. Okay, and, gotcha. And they would have to get into melee. They can't enter and in the spots, but they could be adjacent to them. So. All right, sounds um, good. You've created kind of a veil there. I don't have range to do anything else, so I'm going to boost. Um, by the way, every time I move and boost, there's like a holographic pattern around me, and I count as invisible for the next time I'm attacked. Also, on my turn, I'm just invisible. Gotcha. Just F FYI. For so creatures. as you kind of start this maneuver, you like fade out. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, appearing mostly just on sensors, but it cannot get a visual or a lock on you as you kind of mm -hmm. zip around, drawing this veil of energy light and then doing another boost, I assume you say? Yeah, I'm going to do another boost and end like, uh, what is my movement? It's like eight. Yeah, you're a, you're a movie gonna, boy. I'm, I am a movie boy. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm going to move like movies. six up. Um, 
like into the sky. Yeah, like above. Can I, I don't know how I, I got a bunch. There's a bunch of space up above me, right? Yeah, you will. We'll just yeah, we'll use the numbers as how many mm-hmm. how many vertical hexes you've moved up. Yeah, so I'm going to go above Chimera about six hexes for right now. And how tall is the barrier you put up? Uh, it, it counts as one. One hex. OK, gotcha. Yeah. So it is it, it because I am a half mech, it defaults to size one. Gotcha. Yep, and that is my turn. All right, Kestrel. Uh, it is going to be their side. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Oh, I do get two heat from that, though. Put that in now. Uh, good to know. So it's it's really strong, but it does cause a little bit of heat. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, I am going to activate wall B. Uh, Wall B is going to. Let's see how far things are away from it. Five hexes. Okay. Is going to move into position behind the berserker. Uh, And then. see if this works correctly there would be an easier way to do this but unfortunately i don't have access to that right now does this work Mm. hold on a second each hex is supposed to be 10 feet right i i don't know i just go by the movement no Really? Uh, because I thought like a size one mech was 10 foot. I thought it was 10 in Lancer. Yeah, in Lancer, it's know. 10. Uh, it's I just don't DVD, have the but... Yeah, I don't have the grid set up right. That's why it wasn't showing up correctly. Ah, uh, OK. OK, that is correct now. All right. So wall B is going to move in position behind Berserker A um, and it is going to cast its defensive net. Uh, a shimmering repulsion field shields an area of burst three around it. All right, as uh, that is a full action for that to deploy it. So that is wall B. It takes position behind Berserker A and spreads out a uh, shimmering repulsion field over Berserker A and itself. Do we know what that does? Yeah, I'll just say. Uh, I mean, those of you who have fought one before knows that uh, while active, it can't really do a whole lot. Um, But anything within that field, uh, it adds a lot of difficulty to trying to hit the things inside of it. So you have to be inside in order to actually do decent damage. Well, you can still do decent damage. It's just like hitting things inside of it is much harder. And things inside of it uh, are immune to certain status ailments. Uh, Specifically, you would know impaired and slowed uh, they're protected against while they're in this field. You know what? I'm remembering something similar to this. possible to move into it? Yes. Okay. I'm remembering something similar to this during session zero. That's there from session zero. Ah, that's uh, why I say those of you who have correctly. fought them before pre-campaign would have known this. Um, I would have known this, but it has been quite a while since session zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's been a hot minute. All right. Is it our turn? It is. Yep. Uh, can I do a thing? Yeah, go for it. Go with that. I'll um, go last. All right. So uh, Comet is going to do an invade action on Berserker C over here. Ooh, I like that. Um, so that will be a... Uh, let's see. Berserker C. So hold on one second. No problem. Um... All right, have Berserker C. Go ahead. Okay. Fun thing. Uh, one of the traits for the Goblin is I get accuracy on all my uh, tech attacks. Um, so I'm going to roll this with plus one accuracy. Uh, did that not roll? Uh, let me try again. Oh, uh, uh, it did roll. 12. All right. Uh, 12 will hit its E defense. All right, great. And so he's going to take, um, first of all, just for invading, uh, I think they take uh, two heat. Um, boop, boop. Uh, okay. And then also uh, another thing, since I have the that one trait. Uh, quick. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's called Hacker... Uh, oh, that's only if it, uh, he had lock on. Uh, never mind. Okay, and then I'm going to use uh, my invade option, eject power cores. Your target becomes jammed until the end of their next turn as you temporarily disrupt their systems, ejecting ammo magazines and cooling rods. Characters adjacent to your target take two energy damage. This can only be used once a scene on each character. Oh, that's cool. So I can't use it again on that on that guy. So wall A takes two energy damage? Yep, wall A takes two energy damage. Berserker C is jammed until the end of their next turn. Uh, wall A uh, has two armor. Okay. So it would have hurt it, but it is shielded. Uh, it is quite a defensive mech. Good to know. Probably should have done this on wall A. Uh, but at any rate, uh, Berserker... C is uh, jammed, and then I'll take another quick action to lock on on Berserker C. Okay. And uh, and I'm not going to move, so because the spotter, um, I'm also going to put lock on on Wall B for my free uh, lock on for not moving. Okay, so you lock on to those two adjacent people there, right? I think you said Wall or Z. Wall B. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did did I say wall A? I, I couldn't. I didn't know which said, one you you did it you to. B. B? You said B? Okay. Uh, B. Actually, now wall has lock, lock on. on. Wall E. Where does oh, wall no. E How did you know no. he was here? <laughs> <laughs> but he's adorable. Why would you do that? <laughs> he's locked onto him because he wants to save him. Um. Also, since I use that as my spotter lock on, I get to uh, learn the target's armor speed evasion e defense etc so i already know it's armor uh can i ask what its evasion in e defense is who uh wall a wall b sorry okay wall a i don't, I don't think uh, it matters wall a has evasion of three and what was the other thing 
uh, uh, E-Defense? E-Defense 10. Okay, and um, what is its HP? Uh, 14. All right. And remind me, Todd, doesn't your first lock on target get shredded? Or is that something else? Uh, I think that was when I was in my Swallowtail. Okay. Uh, wait. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a Swallowtail thing. All right. Anything else from you? That's it. All right. Comet. Uh, use your turn. Uh, this is where you find out. Uh, if you don't remember. That. The walls are elites. Uh, wall B is going to take his second action this round. Uh, and he is going to target Orion with a light laser. Okay. Twelve versus evasion. That hits. That is three energy damage and two burn. Okay. And so how much do you take, Orion? Uh, be four damage. And then you have two burn on you, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Wall B has kind of hunkered down with its defense net and is basically firing outside of it. Uh, that was its one action. Next. Is it my turn? Nope, it has one more quick action. Ah, sorry. I just need to actually put it out there. Uh, you see that its generative system that it used to establish the defense net creates a uh, much more solid-looking hard light cover as well. One... Two, three. Uh, why is that not visible? Oh, I had to click off of it. Okay, it creates a line three hard light wall in front of itself. Okay. All right, back to your side. I feel like I've asked this once before, but when I when I do overcharge, can I like do half my um set of actions overcharge to finish off my set, or do I have to do the full set first? Overcharge has to be at the end of the round. Okay, because like, um, I want to get next to both Wall A and Berserker C, but there are a few spaces short of my regular movement. So I was hoping I could move overcharge and do a full action, but I guess I can't do that. Um, all right. Uh, uh actually, so uh, there was some question about this before. And um, I was trying to find the specific rule for it. And overcharge is coming up as uh, take an overcharge, allowing them to make an additional quick action at the cost of heat. 
um, the kind of like turn order thing we were looking at before shows that you basically get a quick action plus heat for the overcharge. Um, but I think that it is possible you might be able to use it in the middle of your turn. I think we might have looked at that incorrectly before. Oh, man. I'd have okay. played Rock completely differently. Um, is, that what you, is that what you want to do for this campaign, Bob? Or It's your call. Yeah, I think uh, because it is... Uh, uh, because it's come up uh, enough, uh, I c- it is one of those things where we've established it as this is how we do it in our roles. Um, do you, if you want to keep playing that way, that's fine. But I just wanted to raise the idea. If we change it, we change it for everyone. I mean, I personally have no problem. I don't carry the way. I'm fine with it, but it directly benefits me, so. That's fine. Okay, so then what we are going to do is uh, from now on, overcharge, uh, we are going to play with as you can take it in the middle of your turn. It does not add to another action, so you can't use it to full action, though, afterwards, right? No, it is always it gives you a quick action. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then what I'm going to do is um, Chimera is going to move the here, move move, move toward Wally and Berserker C, and then it's going to boost the remainder of the distance so it's straight into their face. That was what I was going to use the overcharge for, so I still have my full action at this point. All right, so you overcharge and take some heat. Yep, let me do that right now. Plus one heat. So, yeah, I'll figure out the rest later. And then um, I'm going to full action my uh, drill on Berserker C since it has a lock on. So I'll get um, one accuracy plus the... um, I also get a second accuracy because it's my first melee attack of the round. So, set that up, and combat drill. Nine, wow, my god, these rolls today. uh, Nine on um, Berserker C. A nine will hit. Excellent. Uh, It will do uh, 12 armor piercing. And then... All right. As part, as part of Executioner, which is a talent I picked up. Uh, so uh, uh, jammed is not one of the conditions that overrides stampede defense. Um, so it will still have resistance to this. What's stampede defense? Uh, resistance to all damage. Resistance. Well, I didn't. Li- I don't like that. Okay. Well, still damage. Hmm. Um, and then I picked up Executioner, which is when you, when you hit with a heavy or super heavy melee weapon, you make it you may make an additional melee attack with the same weapon as a free action to a different character as long as they're in within range. Which coincidentally, Wall A is within range. What so a coincidence! You didn't plan that. No, no, what a coincidence! Uh, so there is no accuracy on this roll. Um, I do get to attack though, so. 21. Yeah, it added to 16 damage. Uh, re-roll... Rem- remember, crit, you re-roll your dice and take the higher of the two. So re-roll your 3d6 from your um, normal attack. Yep, sure. Thank you for reminding me. 13. So 19 damage then? Uh, 13 would be better, so you would take the 13. Yep, so 13 plus 6 for 19 total. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Ba-ba-ba. 
uh, says wall A. Oh, and I guess I get two Flame Master dice. I didn't even realize. Yeah, every time I make a melee attack, I get a dice. All right, cool. so uh, is your... So this is uh, armor piercing, correct? Yes, it is. All right, so you do... You I'm structured it. Hey, yeah. I like that. All right, let me roll. D6 here. Uh, A5, glancing blow. Emergency systems kick in and stabilize the mech. However, it is impaired until the end of its next turn. Perfect. Um, that means yeah, the two mechs got disabled. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's me, I think. All right, Chimera. That will go back to the other side now. Uh, first, uh, we are going to activate that Berserker C here. It is currently jammed. Jammed. Um, now, what does your thing say when it gives it the jammed comment? Does it have extra rules for it? Like when uh, it like me... when it ends or anything? Yeah, I think it ends at the, uh, at the end of its turn. So jammed until the end of their next turn. Okay, jammed until uh, the end of their next turn. So after uh, this turn, he'll be unjammed. I posted jammed in, in the uh, Roll20 chat. Yeah, I have uh, the here. readout on the condition on my CompCon, too. Oh, um, that reminds me. Berserker C, I spent the lock on. Ah, yes. Lock oh, okay. on has been used. Boop. Uh, cannot make attacks other than improvised attacks, grapple, and ram, uh, and it cannot take reactions. Okay. Uh, huh. Interesting. It, it is Comet attack. that did that to it, right? Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Kestrel, things can go through the shimmery wall, right? oh sorry yes yes it, it doesn't stop anything from going through they just can't end their space in it all right uh chimera if you have a threat range weapon you can use it uh i do i have an axe who am i attacking berserker c who just charged through the wall to be in there with comet yeah i'm definitely going to um do the thing. So let me roll the dice. Say, does your drill not have a threat range? That's weird. Oh, it's super heavy. It's super heavy. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, okay. So just a regular dice roll. Uh, no accuracy. Uh, four. Wow, uh, four will miss. It was too fast to be caught by your axe. I was too busy with wall A to yes. notice. Yeah, you were in the middle of sinking your drill into wall A for you to get any good accuracy on slashing at the berserker. All right, that is Berserker C. Now let's go to our other Berserker, who hasn't been activated yet. Uh, it is going to move and boost. Now, Jay, the, the setup of your walls leaves a little bit of confusion as to where people can stand. Uh-huh. I have no idea how to put it up on a hex, to be completely honest with you. Should I try to put it in the middle? Mm, that is a good question, because it follows you, right? So you would be in the middle of the hexes you traveled through, I believe. Yeah. 
I mean, here, let me. So, like, I started here. I, I meant to go here and then here like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, so and then technically it goes up, but whatever. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to do Let's a little. Yeah. <laughs> there. How about that? And then... Okay. That makes sense. That yes. Yeah, that is that is helpful because now I know what the Berserker is doing. He's going to move and boost to get up to you, Comet. Okay. Uh, what is the rules for attacking through the barrier, Jay? You can attack through it. Uh, Comet has a resistance to energy and hard cover. Hard cover. Got you. Um, you don't get cover from adjacent enemies, though, doing melee attacks, right? That's just uh, the way cover works, I think. Works. Yeah. I actually have the cover page up. Uh, melee attacks ignore cover. It's in the rules for melee attack. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, it's not mentioned in the cover page at all. Gotcha. Uh, all right, so uh, Berserker B is going to charge up to you, Comet. Uh, and it is going to bring the chain axe down on top of you. That sounds scary. Oh, actually, it makes more sense if it moved and then avalanche charged. So that's going to spend one of its recharge abilities so that it can boost its speed and then end with an attack. Um, so this is its first chain axe attack against you. All right. 16. That's going to hit. Uh, it will do seven kinetic damage. You do oh, have resistance, right. though. I do. Ha attacking through it a wall. I thought it was energy resistance. To energy right? damage. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So seven damage. Takes me down to four HP. All right. And then it is going to actually swing its uh, chain axe at you. That was just its warm up. That was, that was its avalanche charge. Now it's actually using its chain axe. Oh, <laughs> uh, you caught on to it, unfortunately, for it. Uh, the first chain axe hits you squarely, but the second attack is a measly two, which you are able to evade quite handily. All right. So I the goblin has this reaction called reactive code. Uh, whenever someone attacks me, I can take a quick tech option against the attacker as a reaction. OK, so I'm going to do that now and do another invasion on him. Uh, so let's, let's roll that up. Tech attack. All right. That's gonna that definitely 18. hits. Absolutely. 18 All is right. good. So first off, he takes two heat. Two uh, heat. And let me see what, uh, option I want to use on him. Uh, this, this sounds fun. This is a new, uh, hacking option for me. Puppet systems. Uh, your target moves its maximum speed in a direction of your choice. They can be moved into hazardous areas or in other obstacles, but are still affected by difficult terrain, obstructions, and so on. This movement is involuntary, but provokes reactions and engagements as normal and doesn't count as knockback, pushing, or pulling. Um, so I'll copy this into uh, chat as well if you want to look at it. Um, so let's move it. Let me let me look at the map here. Um, I don't know his speed. Um, 
It's full speed without using its charge ability is. Where are you? I just had you pulled up five seconds ago. Oh, I'm looking at your sheet. It has a five movement. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's let's push uh, Berserker. Um, see. Back. Uh, back this way. Back towards Chimera. Okay. Oh, hey. You pop it over to Chimera. Perfect. Can I go first? <laughs> can I go first next round? <laughs> All right. Um. And uh. Uh. Yeah. That that's just my reaction. So that's it. All right. That is that berserker going. Uh, smack wall uh, A is going to activate now. Uh, it is next to Chimera. Uh, its movement is three, so it is going to move three away from you. Reaction? Uh, he yeah. has already used a reaction to attack oh, yeah. someone. Well, he's already used uh, his Overwatch. She, Chimera has already yeah, yeah used Sorry. a reaction yeah. to uh, uh, threat attack. I would if I could. So it moves away from you, and then it is going to uh, use a full action to target you with a slaver signal. Um, I need you to make a system save, Chimera. I'm incredible at those because I have a zero modifier. Knew I should have attached to you. You could have used my my uh, plus, I have yeah. plus six or something crazy. Yeah, really? I was surprised you didn't. <laughs> I well, thought about it. I'm, I'm um, sure nothing bad will happen with this roll. But I didn't know if there were techie guys. Uh, or not. Wow, very good. I crit. 20. <laughs> 20. Yeah, you are able to push the slaver signal out of your system. Um, so no issues there. Uh, and that was a full action, so that uses up its turn. Oh, that guy's dead next turn. He's dead. Uh, and... Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. He is now going to take his second activation this round. Roll for recharge. Nope, that ain't gonna cut mustard. Um, so what it is going to do it is it is going to... Uh, first attack Chimera with its light laser. Ten versus evasion. Yeah, that, um, oh, I thought my evasion was higher than that. It, um, if it hits, it doesn't? I forget how that works. No, meets beats. Yep. Okay, then I get hit. Okay, uh, you will take three energy plus two burn. I'm on fire again, aren't I? So you have yep. uh, two armor, right? So you'll only take one energy damage. Yeah. But you'll take another two damage from the burn, and you'll get two burn stack. Okay. Uh, frick, I forget where burn is on the comp comp thing. Oh, for me, How? it's on the upper right How of your How do you sheet. forget that? You're the most burn person. <laughs> you should How know better than any that? of us. I don't like to admit it. Uh, so. And... Uh, after it shoots you, uh, wall A, uh, you hear uh, a signal going out from it. 
uh, all of you in the cave here hear a signal going out from wall A locally. Uh, it is a distress signal and a call for help. Um, as it activates, uh, Orion, uh, since you're in sight of the giant cylinder, you can see the light at the center of the cylinder starts to pulse. That could only be good things. Can only be good things. Uh, and then that is its last turn. That is the end of round one. Uh, beginning of round two. Uh, it is over to your guys' side. Okay. I'd say one of you guys go first. I can't do anything in this combat. <laughs> I, I would like to finish off wall A just because I don't like it, but everyone has uh, their priorities. Yeah, you could go for it. Okay. Uh, I guess I'd set up a reaction when I leave Berserker B, though. Um, I mean, if you want, I could... Oh, like, oh I mean, no, no. I'm good, I'm good. Never mind, don't, don't worry about it. Don't you... It like Doesn't the first attack against you miss? Yeah, Skirmisher does that. That's why I said never mind. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to... Uh, sorry. Chimera is going to move away from Berserker B and uh, rush uh, Wall A. Okay. It does uh, take the threat, and it misses. It totally misses because Skirmisher. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to bring down the drill on it. Uh, so, to parry the flex, yeah, none of that really applies here. Okay, so I get one accuracy for his first attack, and uh, yeah, combat drill. 23. Uh, I just realized something. Um, this creature has, uh, this mech has immunity to impaired and slowed and can't be critically hit. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. How do you, uh, you want to... Handle that then. So we'll good. just move forward, but I just realized with this attack, this would be a crit. You're stuck with whatever damage you rolled. Okay. 17. It's still 17. Mm hmm. How's that look for it? Uh, let's see here. I get it's 14 health, right? Because we learned that. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, the thing is, uh, it has its structure back uh, because it also acted. armor. Yeah, I was uh, well, sorry. Drill's armor. On its turn, it took two turns at the end. It also has the ferrous goo uh, that starts to web through its systems. Uh, it has its third structure back again. Um, so you actually structure it again, uh, but it goes back down to two structure. Well, the goo heals structure? Yeah, I was yep. say, this seems bad. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. I hate that. Uh, it does roll a one, though, which is a direct like hit. Huzzah! Uh, ba, 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 ba. It is, depending on how much structure it has remaining, it has two structure remaining. It must pass a hull check or be destroyed. Fail, uh, fail, so let's fail, fail, roll fail. a hull check. I would imagine a wall has a good... It oh, fails. Maybe not. It yes! fails. <laughs> so... Uh, it you see the ferrous goo start to fill in its critical systems, uh, but you are able to wedge your weapon in before they're fully healed and get a critical hit on it. Um, not critical stat wise, but critical as in very bad for it. Um, what? How do you, how do you disable wall A? 
I, I, I keep drilling. It, like, it's trying to heal itself with the goo. I don't stop. You just drill I, right all the way through it to the ground, no, basically. No. <laughs> Chimera has a fever that can only be cured with more drilling. All right. Like you see the spots where it's trying to fill in, and you just... You're like, no, 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 and you start drilling in that area. Like, like there's, there's like black goo splattering onto the map. Yes, actually, there is ferrous goose splattering back onto you while this is happening. Yeah. It doesn't do anything other than flavor, but it looks badass. Yeah, you have drilled A to the ground. It is destroyed. Uh, I do oh. need to roll on the burn, though, right? You do need to roll on the burn, and something else happens. Of course. Uh, where is it? This ain't gonna be good for anyone. There we go. Uh, hmm. Hey, where's the, where's the... Where's the where's the rules for exploding again? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, like uh, reactor meltdown. OK, OK, um, here we go. Uh, Chimera, as you drill through it, you notice very specifically the black goo. As soon as the mech it is attached to disables, superheats and starts to burn like thermite and then explodes out against everything adjacent to it. Does this technically count as a melee attack? No. It's, this is a range attack? Uh, no. It is a reactor meltdown. Um, Damn it. Uh, it is... Uh, the pilot inside is immediately killed and the mech is vaporized. Um, in a burst two area... Uh, you must succeed on an agility chain. Uh, an agility save. I'm decent at those. I'm now glad that Comet did not attach to Chimera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, that's kind of what I was weighing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so agility save. Um, Uh No, okay. I got a plus two, so that's something at least. And I rolled a five. A five. You will take full damage, uh, which is... So armor help? Armor helps on this. It is explosive damage. You take 15 explosive damage. Okay, so that's 13 damage. You do have the option of bracing if you want, but it limits your options for the next round. I'm thinking. Um, what does brace do again? It, it means you can't... Um, you uh, gain resistance, attack. but in exchange, you basically can only take a single quick action on your next turn. I'm actually fine with that. Um, yeah, I, I will take the resistance from bracing. You have resistance to all damage, burn, and heat, and until the end of your next turn, and all other attacks made against you have plus one difficulty. Uh, during the stress, due to the stress of bracing, you cannot take reaction until the end of your next turn, and on that turn, you can only take one quick action. You cannot mm. overcharge, move normally, take full actions, or take free actions. Oh, yep. it's literally hey, just quick, no movement. You get a single you quick. You get resistance from the burn, though, too, because it's not the end of your turn yet. How about that? Yeah, I, I want that. All right, so you're going to take half of that, which is eight. Uh, is it after? Resistance is so, four armor? Oh, you're right. So armor happens first. So, so 15 down to 13. 
and then half of 13 is 7. Okay, so I take 6 damage. You take 7. 7. Things round up in Lancer. You're not used to... Yeah. Math is hard. Uh, We're used to a system where things round down. Yeah, well, okay. So I think you should be at 9, correct? Yep, just typing it out right now for the logger. All right, and then roll that engineering check. Okay, cool. I'm... Uh, Chimera, uh, it is obvious to you that it is not the mech that exploded. It was the goo that exploded. That, that That's bad. Uh, engineering check is a nine, so I'm just, I take two damage, still burned. Uh, you have resistance um, because of your brace, so you will only take what? one damage from that, and you still have burn two. So the burn two will continue to stack for now. Okay, I, I'm at um eight out of nineteen health, but I'm alive. But yeah, you're you're alive, and uh, you braced from an explosion. Uh, all of you will have seen the explosion, but none of you were up close enough to see it with the detail that Chimera did. Yeah, so all you people who have ranged abilities, you might want to use those. All right. Uh, that was Chimera's turn, correct? So it's back yes. to the enemies. All right. Uh, Berserker A's turn. Uh, they are going to activate. And when they do, uh, the Black Ferris Goo starts to fill in more of their wounds and they will gain another fourth of their health back. Uh, and they are going to swing away on you, Orion. This is their first chain axe. So the goo is a free action? The goo is, uh, well, it's actually technically going to happen at the end of their turn. So if you can hurt them before it gets to the end of their turn, but it is every turn they regain one fourth of their total HP. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is their first attack. 18. Yep. For seven kinetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you'll only take six, right? Yep, yep. I'm just waiting to see what else happens. And then it swings from the other side with the same axe. Nine. Yep, For so another... that structures me. All right. That's your first structure. All right. Six. Six. That's good. Um, so uh, you get a glancing blow. Uh, you are impaired until the end of your next turn. Cool. Uh, and that is all it has to do. It just swings away on you out of uh, terrible aggression and the regenerator kicks in to restore some of its injury. Back to your side. Mind if I go? Go for it. Sure. Yeah, do it. Uh, with engagement, I can still move while engaged with them as long as I don't leave the engagement, correct? No. Because it only if triggers you... the op. Nope, it's different. It is while you're engaged with an enemy, when you start moving movement while engaged, the attack happens. Uh, I was just double checking because on the... Okay, maybe... Okay, never mind. Yeah, starting a movement while engaged is what uh, triggers uh, the attack in this. Okay, then question number two. If I am in this square, would that be considered within... Within the um, shield? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
So, yeah, if you so, take one step closer around the side of Berserker, you can get on the same side of the barrier as it. Yep. All right. Um, so we are going to do a barrage, but we're going to do a double cannon barrage. Um, so the thing is, my ZF Solid Core always has at least one charge, mm -hmm. um, no matter what, so I can always fire it. And because it's a cannon, whenever it fires, I can always move one space in any direction. So I am going to start the barrage by firing my solid core, uh, because it is what I forget what the term is. It's yeah, ordinance, ordinance. It has to be fired before anything. So I'm going to fire the ZF solid core and then move one space well into the barrier so the thing is before that even happens you're adjacent to it before, I'm, I'm aware that gives difficulty okay. in the shot well no before rolling an attack with a cannon all characters adjacent to you must succeed on a hull save or be knocked back by a space oh yeah that's you might, true I you might push it as well all right so i mean either way i'm gonna move this direction yep. but if i did i'm gonna push it back here okay Push it straight back. So it has to make a whole save. Uh, save target 13. 13, like. okay. Uh, that is Berserker 1. It was a hull save, right? Yeah. 8. Cool. So it is pushed back, correct? Yep, yep. All yep. right, so you, uh, using the explosion of your cannon, you're able to push yourself into the shield while simultaneously pushing back the Berserker away from you uh, using the kind of uh, pressure of engaging your, like, stabilization systems. Yep. Um, and then the solid core fires. So at one charge, it's a 1d6 with range of 4, um, we'll see what happens. Hits. Uh, I rolled an eight. Uh, an eight hits its evasion. So, um, first attack since I hit, um, the target will take two heat and an additional 1d6 damage. Uh, so that'll be nine total before resistance and armor and everything. What does the extra damage come from? Uh, that comes from, um, Nuclear Cavalier. Since I started the turn in the danger zone, mm. the first attack roll grants two heat and an additional 1d6 energy damage. I haven't even been seeing your heat go up. What heat are you at right now? I am at five. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I, have I, that on my side. Yeah. Uh, three from the uh, uh, Andromeda laser heavy rifles pattern and laser stuff. rifle. Yep. One from the soul pattern laser rifle and one from overheat. So gotcha. it's at five. Okie dokie. Uh, so nine total, you say? Yep. And two heat for whatever. For uh, whatever. definitely got two heat. Uh, it does still have resistance to all damage. Mm -hmm. Um, and one armor. So that, you said nine total? Yep. So down to eight, down to four, right? Yep. All right, it takes four damage. And then I am going to fire on it with my heavy pattern laser rifle. Gotcha. And because I started this turn in the danger zone, my deep well heat sink kicks in and I have resistance to heat for this turn. Okay. So I will actually take less heat than normal. So we are going to see. 
I crit. Very nice. So uh, we're gonna reroll. Hold on. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Allied characters within the affected area gain immunity to impaired. Oh no, it is only Wall B that has immunity to critical hits, I believe. Uh, oh no, no, and cannot result in critical hits. Uh, but only if you fire on them from the outside. So because you're inside, the crit still goes through. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say when I fire, I move one space farther away because yeah. it's also a cannon. Sure. Uh, so I my second roll was a six, which is lower than the initial seven. All so right, it so takes, you get the better one. Absolutely. Yep. Seven energy and three burn. So that would be three energy with resistance and armor and three burn. So six total. Six total. All right. Uh, Berserker A. Uh, that is just enough to burn it to the ground. Uh, how do you imagine taking it out? So I imagine that my my heavy my uh big cannon like pushes me to the side as it flies back from the from the force of the blast, and as I'm like land and I'm reconnecting, I fire my big cannon again, and it catches it off guard while it's reeling from the initial blast. And I continue sliding backwards to a stop from the force of my second cannon. Absolutely. Yeah, it is destroyed at this point. Um, Very nice. Boop, 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 boop. I made sure I was three hexes yep. away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as, as your weapon ignites Clever. through its system, um, you see that the goo that was like struggling to keep up with the like onslaught of damage you kept peppering into it um the goo goes critical and explodes out in the area around it causing a gigantic fireball as it burns to the ground and just to keep you updated bob i'm now at seven out of ten heat gotcha thank you All right, so that is Orion's turn. It is back to their side. Uh, uh, I am going to activate uh, Berserker C, who is adjacent to Comet. Uh, it hasn't used that. Okay, cool. Uh, Comet. Uh, it is going to swing away at you, the small fly it sees you as. Okay. What is your evasion? Uh, 17. Not 17 but... It's not 17, it's 13. Damn. Uh, that will be uh, 7 kinetic. Okay, that will structure me. All right, that's your first structure. Yeah. Let me put this in my combat log real quick, so... Back up to, what was that? So back minus four HP. That's three or four structure. Okay, so um, let's see what I get. Um, I like doing this in CompCon, so I'll roll it there. Uh, I got rolled a six, so a glancing blow. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I promise. All I'll right. Send you the screenshot. <laughs> no screenshot or reaction tech attack, I guess. Sc screenshot or it didn't happen. Uh, uh, comment, you on. are impaired. Hold on. Cascade alert. Uh, so let's roll that. 
Yeah, oh, let's oh. roll that. I like hearing oh, no. that. Uh, I rolled a nine. Status nominal. Status nominal. As long nominal. as you don't roll a one, you're okay. fine. Okay. You know yeah. that one time. Okay. Uh, you are currently impaired, correct? Okay, yes. All right. What does impaired do to me again? Uh, it's like a difficulty to all your stuff. Okay. Attack, gotcha. save, skill checks. All right, and then it's going to come down again with uh, the axe one more time. See if it can just burrow through you with uh, the sharp end of its chainsaw, basically. Uh, 18. Jeez Louise. Okay. I realize yeah. the first one should have been an 18 as well. I somehow put plus apostrophe instead of plus one. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I see um, So, yeah, that's going to hit again. All right, that is going to be another seven kinetic. Okay, another seven kinetic. So that'll take me down to um, four HP. Um, and uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to use my reactive code again. Okay. Reaction. Um, let's do. What do I want to do on him? Uh, yeah. So we'll do a um. Well, let me, let me roll it up first before I decide which uh, thing I want to do. So, let's see if this even works. Tech attack. Rolled a 13. Uh, a 13 against Berserker C will hit. All right, so he takes two heat. Um, two more heat. This is He is now in the danger zone. Nice. Um, and I'm going to uh, do, I think going to do puppet systems on him as well um so we'll push him his speed uh away from me like uh, what direction do you want me yeah, to send this guy I'm, I'm puppeted thinking, uh against the wall no uh send him like this way all right you send him up and away from you towards the uh Sphere where Orion and Wolpe are facing off with each other, more towards the uh, giant unknown device. Yep. This is just a question, but since Kessler was flying above him, would he get a reaction from that? Too far above. Okay. Yeah, if I was closer, I, was just I, I, I yeah, I should have. The whole time I've been thinking, if I was three, I, I could within range three. All right. Is that your full reaction comment? That is. All right. Uh, one thing, Bob, I forgot to roll for my burn because I'm currently on fire. Ah, Want me to do that now? Yes, please. Okay. So that's engineering, and in the Sherman, I get accuracy on these on um engineering rolls. So we will see. Twelve. Twelve. You lose your burn. I am no longer on fire. Very nice. If only Chimera was the same. All right, it's back to your yeah. side. Yeah. All right. Um, can I go? You, you please, please. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so what I think I'm gonna do is, um, uh, um, yeah. So I'm kind of curious about this uh thing I got from Hacker Three called the Last Argument of Kings. Um, so make a tech attack against a target, then sensors in line of sight. 
on a success you implant a virus, uh, they immediately take burn equal to their current heat. This action causes your target to overheat, which resolves before they reset their heat map. Um, so I know this guy has, what, six heat? He's at so four. You did, oh, you did two and then two again. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not worth it. Uh, unless he has... I thought he had 60. Okay. Uh, all um, you know is that he is in the danger zone. Right. So he is over half of whatever his heat is. Right, right. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, lock do a lock-on on Berserker C. Um, and... Uh, Check something. Lock on Berserker C and oh yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then construct ideal image. Um, so I'll post this in the chat here and read it out. This is one of my new goblin abilities. Um, so you create a data construct in a free adjacent space, a size 2 object that can look almost like anything and appears real to all systems. This construct provides hard cover, blocks line of sight, and has immunity to... Uh, wait, is that the one I wanted to do? I, I wanted to do the false idol. Sorry, bear with me. Uh, not the ideal image. Uh, yeah, this is... Long. You're an ideal image, Todd. Thank you. It's true. Um, okay, so the ideal image, um, wall of text and chat right now. Okay, uh, choose a free space within sensors and a target, either yourself or an allied character within sensors. You create a false idol, um, an illusory decoy of your target in the chosen space. Before attempting to take any hostile actions against your target, characters with line of sight to the false idol must make a system save. On a failure, they don't lose action, but cannot target the original character and believe the false idol is real instead of the uh, instead and until the end of their next turn. False idol is the same size as your target, can benefit from cover, has evasion 10, a defense 10, and 1 HP. Uh, it disappears if it takes heat or damage, uh, or at the end of the scene. Um, so uh, I want to create um, a false idol uh, right here. So it still benefits from the cover from Kestrel's thing. You have to tell me of what? Oh, um, it's uh, it, it's of me. Um, so so it, it just looks like, um, for the false idol, it just looks like... Um, the, your target. Uh, it's just a, a decoy um, replication of, of that target. Okay, so you put your shadow there. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, and that's it for me. Since I didn't move, I get another lock-on. I'm going to put a lock-on on Berserker B. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> All right, cool. All done for me. All right, sounds good. That is Comet done. Uh, now we are going to activate Berserker B, uh, who does see the false idol. 
Um, so if it wants to attack you, it has to make a system save to see if it knows which one of you is real. Right. All right. I love how this false idol is higher evasion than me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so it is going to be system save. It is a berserker. You, it gets minus do two. Do you want to hear what my evasion is, Jeremy? I would. Is like it higher it. than Todd's? Yes. Okay. Uh, hey, Comet. Uh, it succeeds, so it knows which you is real. Damn him. Uh, it's gonna run up on you using. Oh, does it have the? I need to roll for recharge. Hold on. It does not recharge, so it's just going to move at you normally. Okay. Uh, and it is going to attempt to hit you with its chain axe. Okay. I've got a bad roll for once. Fifteen. That's not bad enough. That hits. All right, for seven kinetic. All right, I structure again. Oh my. I am not very tanky. Um, yeah, but he's also not missed you a single time with your evasion of 13. I know. It is crazy. rolled very well. All right, two rolls. System trauma <laughs> is what I get. Um, so put it that maybe. way, that roll wouldn't have hit me. <laughs> yeah, just do something. <laughs> uh, you need to roll another d6. I didn't realize Comet was going to be alone here against two of them, otherwise I would not be in the air. But... Um, I okay, need you to roll uh, another d6 for system trauma. I did. I rolled a. Th oh uh, yeah. Okay. So um, I, I rolled a three and a two. Um, was uh, all one all weapons on one mount of your choice are destroyed. Okay. Um, and let's quickly do my cascade. Yeah. Um. Okay, I rolled a five. I'm still good. Um, so let me see. Uh, I already lost my manipulators. Uh, now it is a all weapons to, on oh, one okay. mount so are destroyed. I lose my flex mount. I you lose my auto pad, auto pod, which I haven't been using. Okay, auto pod destroyed. All right. All right. That is the berserker's turn. Uh, is it hurt? No, it is fine. Okay. Kestrel. Oh, boy. Um, the walls have two armor, right? Uh, as far as you're aware, walls have two armor, correct. All right. And then Berserker C is hurt, but B is not. That is right. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just going to come down to here. Uh, no, no longer flying right in front of Berserker C. All right, so you're going to hover down to ground height. Um, sorry, I'm just checking my stuff real quick to see what I want to do. I don't have a lot of great options against these guys, so I guess I'm just gonna... I'll just barrage. Alright, sounds good. Well, wait, hold on. If I move here, 
No, no, no. I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to move here and use one of my quick actions to activate my stun crown. So I'm in between C and B. Yep. Um, I expend a charge to create a burst three flash of light. All hostile creatures within the effective area um, line of sight must succeed on an agility save, please. All right, that will be both of them. So let me roll that up for you. Uh, agility for the berserkers. Okay. All right, so this is going to be for berserker B, rolls an 18. Mm -hmm. Berserker C, rolls a 19. Gosh dang it. Um, if they failed, they would have been jammed and the systems uh, and the system save become impaired. Um, oh, wait, they also need to do a system save. Oh, uh, so, did, did they do both even if they don't fail the first one? It, it, so you must succeed on an agility save or become jammed, comma, and a system save or become impaired. Cool. All right, let me roll so, a system save for both of them. Uh, one, two, and then their systems is much worse. Okay, so... Uh, for B, that's a 12. And C, that's a 2. Uh, it's my save target, right? Yes. That they need to hit? Okay, uh, they both fail. Mine's 14. Nice. All right. So they're impaired. Both are impaired. Until the end of their next turn? Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, and then I need to find B. Where's B? There's B. Impaired. Gotcha. That's a lot of difficulty. Uh, yeah, that helps. All right, and then I will. As you hover down and basically do a, a final flash that sends both berserkers reeling. <laughs> yeah, right. For a single screen, you just never mind. Uh, I want to use my shotgun or the pistols. I guess I'll I'll. I'll start work on the pistols. Uh, I'm going to shoot Berserker C. Uh, if I quick action an auxiliary, auxiliary mount, they both fire, right? Yes, both auxiliary go off. Yep. Okay. Uh, new mech, who dis? All right, so the first one should have advantage. I just didn't add it in because my first shot with auxiliary gets it. It's a 17. 17 hits. All right, uh, so it is a three damage. All right, it has one armor and yep. it is and, impaired, uh, yeah. so it doesn't get its stampede defense. So oh. it does not have resistance, so it'll take two oh, damage. Oh, Oops, I didn't mean to do that. All right, the next one is a four, so I'm getting that. No, unfortunately not. Yeah, but uh, impaired is one of the things that gets rid of their stampede defense. So right now, both of them have it down. All right, there we go. All right, you successfully uh, broke through their defenses there, so that is useful. And you hurt one. Now we go back to the other team for wall B. Uh, wall B is going to. Do, do I get any benefits for attacking out of invisibility? Uh, you should get an accuracy on it, I believe. Both of those would have had an extra accuracy, which that would have made the second one or the first one a crit with that six. But that doesn't matter. And the second one, I'm guessing a six doesn't. Six doesn't hit, unfortunately. Okay. That's it, then. All right. Uh, wall B. Uh, okay. 
Uh, wall B is going to fire at you, Orion, with its light laser. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. Yep. All right, that'll be three energy plus two burn. All right, so two and two. All right, so it hits Orion, and then, uh, because it has lost the protection from the Berserker, uh, it is going to... Well, I can't... Can't drop the regenerative defensive net. Hurt? No. Uh, no, uh, that is all it is going to do this round, uh, it is going to hunker down, but it does have one more turn. So it's going to activate a second time. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, oh, it dropped its defensive net, by the way, so that cool. it can move next turn. Boop, boop. All right. Uh, now on its second turn, it is going to move. And then it is going to redeploy its defensive net in a new location. And that is its full action. Cool. All right. That is the end of the next round. Uh, as the round ends, the response to the distress call comes in. As you see eight additional blips appear on your radars. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, no, there's there's no way. Oh, well, as a bunch of light flight, uh, as a bunch of light fighters start flying down the central causeways directed at your location. And we are going to call the uh, the episode there. Uh, you are surrounded by smack grunts and they have called in reinforcements while whatever giant mysterious cylinder they have placed underground here continues to pulse away. Hooray. You guys found what you were Yay. looking for. That's a success, right? Yeah. Well, no, because we don't know what we were looking for yet. <laughs> I call it a great success. I, I call it a mixed success because we haven't escaped yet. That's important. Uh, okay, so if part of survive. your criteria for success is returning alive with that information. Yes. Ah, uh, I see. I didn't think you were interested in that. Okay, I'll I'll remember to think of that next time. <laughs> your actions good, did not good. indicate you're interested in returning alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will pick up at the beginning of the next round in the next session and see how you guys deal with this smack onslaught. All right. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. See ya. Yep, see ya. Bye.